adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. We're back, episode twelve Epi of the 12, No News podcast. We've made it. Yes, uh, we survived the wives episode. That was a, that was a big one for us. And then the last one we just did was building confidence. So going back to the whole no snooze lifestyle, the whole journey, we figured a nice progression would be to talk about get comfortable being uncomfortable, slash starting re- uh, starting before you're ready. Right? And we almost just started this episode before we were ready because Dave makes a killer cup of coffee in the morning and I'm a little wired and I knocked over the cup in the intro. He gets fired up, he grabs his microphone and I forget what hand gesture he did, but he knocked the whole coffee over. So. I was making a signature and yeah. at the you know at the end when you do the big away, I <laughs> yeah. slapped a cup of coffee But of over, course, so. at the end of it, you look at me and you said what? Uh, great content. Yeah, there you go. Which, and that's why I'm mentioning <laughs> Good. it. Good. Thanks for the content, Mikey. I appreciate you, my brother. Um, let's get into a podbot update, man. So wait, before we get into Tough this segment, po- before we get into this podbot update, are you deflecting the gym by going to your office at five thirty in the morning? I think everybody wants to know this, and you're like, "Oh, gotta close deals, gotta close deals." <laughs> Six a.m. I know. I listen. I'm not a real estate, real estate uh, expert here, but I know you're not closing deals at six a.m. So what's going on? So uh, <laughs> at six a.m. Here's my five to six. No one calls, right? So you can uh, catch yeah. up on all your emails, get back to people, uh-huh. do your research, your market research. Right. Is it a plus that I'm not going to the gym? I'm going there instead. Kinda. Okay. You know? So right. I will. But before you were it. doing it on the treadmill, though, you were saying I do a lot on the treadmill. I walk. I answer emails. I do all of it. So as much as I love doing it on the treadmill, I'm definitely less efficient on a treadmill than I am in front of my <laughs> monitors. And then I can see you stumbling over your feet. Too. Yeah. Like I've you almost the treadmill fallen on what two point oh. Build what three? I do three. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been getting up to three two. My legs are getting a little. T- my jeans right. are a little tighter. So. All right. Uh, thick thighs 2020 thick thighs 2020 i see you but the i do have a basketball game tonight mm-hmm. which the team that you abandoned yeah, with listen, your foot my toe comes first yeah and we're playing so i've missed three weeks because of just uh networking <laughs> <laughs> no not at the gym <laughs> at so you stop going to the gym basketball you stop playing ball this pod bot update's going really good <laughs> i for didn't you. stop all that i've just gotten very busy and i'm trying to close stuff so good. real estate real estate family obviously priority and then, you know, you the always, body. But look, that. I still... You, you look tight. You I'm look, wearing as, a black suit. As long as we're not popping buttons, we're good. Well, I ripped a couple <laughs> of my suits. But okay. All that's right. just wear and tear. Well, so... But I've been pretty good diet-wise. I yes, mean, you have. I've been up and down. I've a been, thousand calorie kid. The Quest chips, uh, they've been tagging me, and I've been tagging them, and yep. I've had a couple friends try them, and they're phenomenal. They're not my rec today, but Quest chips, barbecue, and I think loaded taco. Us too. Wow. All right. So my podbot update. I was gonna say you look good. Nah, well, thank you. But I came back from Puerto Rico a couple weeks ago. The pictures came out from the wedding. There's one with like my shirt off. I look atrocious. I was so upset with how I looked. And I'm dead serious. I know you're smiling at me. What what do you do when you see something like that? So I saw What's it. First reaction? of all, I sent it to everybody. Like, why do I look like this? It, this is just awful. I told you I need to go harder. I'm sitting there in bed with my wife. 
And I'm like, babe, was how it a bad could you camera? Be? Bad no, lens. it's just bad me. I just look bad, Mike. Yeah. I was upset. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's part of the process. And I think the the food that I was eating wasn't the best out there. It looks so good. Very salty. Um, you know, the I was drinking a lot, um, alcohol, sodas, all that stuff. So it, it was not my typical you know, my typical way of life. But then I came back and I actually got back on the scale. Scale didn't move that much. But at the gym, I was telling you about that uh, body compressor contraption they have. Yeah. And I had gotten down to, I think, 11.3% body fat. Then I was 11.6 before I left. Now I'm 12.0. Still good. I, I mean, mean, yeah, but that's not, I mean, come but, on. But so here's my thought. I punt certain weeks. Like this week, I saw the schedule mm-hmm. and it's, I got to work on this, but I was like, there is, if I get to the gym, great. If not, I'm not going to yep. be too hard on myself. I've had some networking events at pizza spots. I've had some appointments at coffee shops with biscotti. I love that uh, segment, by the way. Tell them Mike sent you. Um, I really Did you do. like the teaser? Yes. Fire. Very, yeah. So shout fire. out Shoreline Video. It's um, the guy I'm teaming up with. got Chris Jones. He's tremendous. Chris Jones. Uh, we have a lot coming out soon. We're just getting everything organized and uh, stay tuned for that. Cool. Thanks for including me in that one. I appreciate you, bud. Dave's going to be a part of the uh, cheat day one <laughs> we're going to do. Okay. So. Um, all right. So before we really jump into the whole no snooze recommendation piece, I do just want to let people know how important it is that you know what, we're, we're, you guys are appreciating what we're putting out. We're getting a lot of positive feedback. But please start to, you know, take just a second out of your day. Give us a five-star rating. Go leave a review because that stuff is what puts us to the next level of really getting the word out. A lot of people have just been, you know, jumping in the DMs or texting us just saying, hey, look, I know this probably isn't easy, but I appreciate it. So we really appreciate that feedback, and it's great, and it it really helps us, and it motivates us to keep moving. Uh, But that extra level of, um, you know, that little call to action would would be really appreciated. And uh, I am finding that I'm enjoying, when I have the time, doing some uh, content arguments with people. I love hopping in the comment sections of the posts and going back and forth with people. Yeah, I saw you wanted yeah. to join uh, our gym posse, as you call it. I did. Right? And then uh, someone was going at me. I forget who it was, but I commented. They were like, how many... Uh, it was a question. I just corrected it, and mm-hmm. I told them how much I would, I would eat. And then we got in an argument about who would eat more food. So anyway, if you All see right. me on the comments, come at me. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so no snooze recommendations this week. All right, I'll, I'll stay on the food. And okay. I know I've spoke about it before. I don't think I've given a, a detailed recommendation. Not to interrupt, yep. but it's funny how we started this whole process and we were like super healthy, this and that. And now we're talking about food for like 50% of our episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is true. But that, that's you and I, right? We, yeah. we have the Ebb extremist and, and the excessive one over here. Yeah. Right. So we've, we've established that. But my recommendation is actually a healthy one, kid. Mm, there you go. It is. So it's overnight oats. And I know we spoke about it, but I want to just be clear on what exactly I'm doing because I do it every day and I actually make it for my wife and my daughter Mm. every day. I cut the recipe in half. Uh, So I take one cup of oats, right? And it's awesome because you prep it the night before, no cooking involved. I take one cup of the oats, one cup of almond milk, sprinkle a little cinnamon on there. I put strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, Mm. and bananas. Top it with a little scoop of peanut butter. Holy. A few morsels of uh, chocolate and then some shredded coconut on top jesus yep put it in the fridge let it sit overnight the best part you just take it out in the morning and it's ready to go mix it up a little bit how many cows and something like that uh well for for me right now it's i'm not i'm not monitoring my calories uh it it probably is pretty high in calories but it's all healthy stuff and when you're working out 
and you're doing, you know, you're, you're putting, <laughs> I'm working at Mike. When you're, you're working, working out, out. <laughs> when you're, I know you're closing deals at 5.45 a.m. You burn a lot I, of calories negotiating. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. I'm burning so many calories. It's not actually, I'm not um, measuring, you know, my calories mm-hmm. in versus calories out. I like and it. And it's all good stuff. Uh, so that's a, that's a little recommendation. And then, you know, for the women and those males that are watching your carbs, like I used to watch my carbs crazy. Just cut that recipe in half because that's what I do for my wife and my daughter to be. Wow, look right? at that! So that's talk good. to us. Give give me a recommendation. So I uh, for Christmas, Dana got us a uh, stand up show, and uh, at Foxwoods, Burt Kreischer. He is Foxwoods or Mohegan? Foxwoods. Oh, nice. Uh, first time I think I've ever stayed over. She got a hotel, and then we went to a stand up show, and it was later at night, which was good, so I could work all day. We shot up there. We did dinner at Red Lantern. Phenomenal. Nice. It's uh, Asian, but it's that I like finger foods. Yep. I like being able to eat a lot of different like things. To navigate. Yeah. And we we put on a show. Um, Dana ate a good amount, but I think I I carried the boat. Nice. Uh, the uh, <laughs> then we went to the show. Uh, she got really good tickets, and apparently in stand up, it's not too expensive. So we were like fifth row, dead center, dead center. which nice. was amazing. I love stand-up, but it was my first ever live show. And I have to say, I've been to a lot of concerts, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. Not a big concert guy. Okay. I just feel like, and I'm going to get people are going to be pissed. Why? I feel like you could just listen at your house and maybe have a little more fun. No offense to people I've been to concerts with. I actually went to one with you. That was I thought it was one of the best times of our lives. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good one. Oh, that was good. Though. But <laughs> maybe it's because I'm getting older. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I understand. What but you're the stand-up show was phenomenal. The guy's Burt Kreischer. I've been listening to him in a long time. Uh, it's one of the things I do when the day gets crazy. I listen to like five minutes of stand-up. Involuntarily laughing is one of the best things. Just kind of recalibrate. Uh, and it's just it's very interesting. The whole profession of a stand-up comedian. So awesome, Burt Kreischer. Check him out. Dope. Thank you, kid. So. Before we get into the, the real episode in terms of the uncomfortable piece, I want to talk about our journey doing this mm. because there's been both accomplishments thus far and then the challenges. So I figure we start with the accomplishments, then we'll go to the challenges, and then that will, you know, we'll, we'll stay on the whole uncomfortable piece and starting before you're ready. Uh, so we have a little office update. Yes. Right? There's some, some big news there. You want to tell us about that as well? So we are still working out the kinks, and yep. uh, you'll be seeing proof of it shortly, but we found a, we'll call it a office partner mm-hmm. that is willing to let us and work with us, kind of uh, sponsor uh, recording in their their offices every once in a while. It's, so, pretty, it's pretty much our first, first uh, official sponsor. Yes. Right? That. And that has opened doors and thoughts to we are going to be hosting the podcast at other locations, and if you're interested in hosting us for an episode... Usually it takes about three hours to knock one out, uh, yep. reach out to us, and we'll coordinate. Yeah. And then on the marketing side of things, more big news. Yeah. Right? So we're only, this is, this we're recording episode 12 right now. Haven't been doing this for too long, but it's been, you know, a consistent amount of time of, uh, I mean, since we first got started was September with the Instagram account, but we really started dropping the epis January 6th, right? So it hasn't been that, you know, that, that long of a journey. Um, but we want to welcome Lauren on board. Oh, yes. Right? I almost she, forgot about Lauren. Yeah. What's up, Lauren? <laughs> she is, imagine she, they're waiting for her to like Just walk in the out. screen. Yeah. Uh, so Lauren is joining us as our director of marketing, and she's going to be doing things with- uh, It's a nice title, right? Yeah. CV goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she comes from a large Jewish family, right? So we, we have the, the food thing in, in relation, but yes. when we want to make her Italian- <laughs> Instead of the director of marketing, we'll just call her Dom. Dom. 
Stop. I like it. Right? I like it. <laughs> That's really good. Right, good. She doesn't know that part yet, but she'll mm-hmm. she'll hear it. That was good. Um, so you know, she she was excited to join us, and it's a really good opportunity. So things are things are in the works. We're about four thousand streams in now for the first twelve, which is something. It, it's far beyond what I would have thought. Uh, but now it's becoming it's becoming the norm, and now the expectation is there, which only adds to our drive. Yes. And I, I remember looking at the the streams this week and being like, wow, it's a lot of people. Yeah. You start no, doing the math in your head. Right. It, yeah. it really is. And then the last piece um, in terms of you know the accomplishments and the, and the positive momentum is the merch. I mean, the the hoodies went crazy. It's popular. And now the that it, you know we're coming up on springtime. We're dropping the No Snooze 2020. I know we gave them a little preview in one of the epis. And... I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't expect that either. So this is all just good stuff. And the No Snooze 2020, it may be out by this time. Uh, just follow the Instagram to see. And it is going to be a black shirt with white letters. It is going to be the uniform. So if you buy one, you have to wear it proudly. Either if you're going to the gym, great. If you're going to the office early, like some of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know rep. But it's, uh, it's a little slim fit, we've been told. So even a little more. Uh, it's motivation yes right yeah you put it on if it's a little snug you're like all right i yeah. gotta well, i just stretch a little stretch yeah. a little more <laughs> i got you uh so the challenges of this thing obviously for the three of us especially me you and cv it's the time frame you know that's something that we haven't been able to get down but i don't think we ever will then you're throwing the kids in the mix but it, it's taking things that are important to you and things that you believe in and you're passionate about and always making sure that we're making the time. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of that now. Yeah, we've been good. I know it's been getting much harder for all of us mm-hmm. and we're all making the time. And we are sometimes in business, you need to just go with the flow and try to wing it right. for timing. And yep. we've been pretty good about that, everyone. Yeah. And, and it's a, uh, you know, you also have to commit to a process. Yeah. And that whole journey, you know, and that word, go ahead. To your credit, once yeah. a week was genius because it's not overwhelming. Yep. It's doable. It's attainable. It's a smart goal. There you go. It's a good idea. <laughs> I, I was like impressed. That, kid. Um, no, th- thank you. But so when I do things like that, you know, I have to figure out, well, what works for not only myself, but if I'm, if I have partners involved in this, you got to be able to um, compromise, Yeah. you know, and, and the once a week thing, I, I thought it was something cool. And then just, you know, every day we're on the um, Instagram accounts and we're doing what we can. I think we're getting smarter too on using our time wisely because we do, we are full time in other mm-hmm. positions yep. and this is another business of ours uh, and it needs attention, but we have to stick to what we like to do most, which is host the podcast yep. and then put people in place to run the, the machine, if yep. you will. And once we got the initial momentum where people were actually tuning into this, we are still committed to understanding that it's a it, it's a slow grow. Yeah. You know, th- this whole word journey, this whole word process is not something that happens overnight. It's not something that happens in three months, five months, even a year. You know, it depends on what it is that you're you're looking for. But, you know, the whole no snooze piece, there's certain things that people latch on to, but it's just bigger. And every time I sit down and I think about it, it's not a brand. That's not what this is. This is a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and through the lifestyle, yeah, you have pieces of the brand if you're going to talk about merch being a brand, but I don't see this as a brand. I see this as a lifestyle. For me, it's applicable to every single thing and every component in my life. And anybody who's looking to do a little bit more, to go a little further, this is a a journey for you. And I think we've been successful because every time I wear wear our gear, I feel a little guilty if I'm slacking a little bit. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, hey, listen, that's what it's about. And and it's figuring out, you know, what what works, what doesn't, 
what demographic is really latching on. You know, th- this is all the stuff behind the scenes. It's probably easy. You know, people, they, they see that we're just putting out content, but there's a lot of time and energy that goes into this stuff. CV sits for hours and he does his thing on the, you know, the audio visual. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me that, and, and not to pat myself on the back here, but I, I was strategic about, you know, who I chose to join me because I know that you guys have the work ethic and that's always the most important thing. And that leads us into the whole conversation about like getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so this is something for, for me personally, I can reference back to college where Pat Scanlon, and it's a small world because Coach Scanlon was my basketball coach, and he actually went to college with CV. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't, isn't that crazy? I didn't know that. But So he was always a young coach. I think he was like 26 when he was coaching us, and he had what we thought at the time was like a savage mentality. But it was he, he used to give us these big binders, and he challenged us in everything that we did. It wasn't just on the basketball court. It wasn't just physically. He challenged us emotionally. We would talk to him about our relationships. We would talk to him about our families. And he's the one that really instilled, you know, this this mindset into me personally. So this is a, a mantra, as Mike would say, for me. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, this is one you've been saying from early on. And I know myself has butchered the uh, the saying of it. I've, you know, I've oh, switched out words. Get and, comfortable getting uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So. But it, it all means the same stuff. So break break it down. You know, uncomfortable situations happen all the time in life. But how do we as human beings become comfortable in those scenarios, right? And, and you apply it to like to anything. But it's it's basically being able to to understand the, the truth of whatever it is that you're that you're after. We live in a society today that you, you have to be so mindful of what you're saying to people. And obviously, you know, be respectful in any relationship you're in, any journey that you're on, but be truthful to yourself. If you're, you know, if you feel a little heavy and you don't think that shirts are fitting you right, or you see a picture of yourself, don't look for somebody to, you know, credit you. Take somebody's criticism and utilize it as fuel to get you going. Right. I know it sound, it does sound a little savage, but it's being your you're being honest with yourself, you know, and it doesn't have to be always a negative uh, criticism doesn't have to always be negative. It's how we take it as human beings that makes it negative. Mm-hmm. Am I am I preaching over here? No, I like it. I preach, brother. Preach. <laughs> uh, yeah. The uh, a part of it, too, and we'll touch on this is just starting to do things, taking action. You're never going to be 100 percent ready to do things. You just have to take the jump right. and you that's that's mm-hmm. a skill that leads to the being comfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> getting comfortable <laughs> being uncomfortable so i have you know there's there's always certain things when we come up with these um and, and just to give everybody backstory on how we come up with with these epis and the outlines is the three of us jump in a group text and we're like all right epi 12 ideas question mark and then we just start firing things out right so when this one came up it was something that we all kind of agreed on and then we were like, all right, this is going to be the episode. So that's our style of, of doing things just for you know people to give them some background on how we create our content. Uh, but I could have went a couple different places and I want to touch on all of them. But let's talk about things that I guess make us uncomfortable in our own lives. And I'll start with um, let me start with work. Yeah. Right. Because I'll give you one work and I'll give you one relationship one. But at work and in any professional setting. <laughs> I get very uncomfortable walking into a room full of people 
that I have no idea who they are, but I'm there to either represent our organization or represent, you know, somebody higher up than myself. That's, we talked about this a little bit, but that is something that I've never thought about because usually when I meet people, it's mostly one-on-one or two-on-one, whatever it is. And I usually know who they are going into it. Yep. That's pretty funny though. So they send you out there like, all right, Dave, you're representing. Yeah. yeah like I got to go to different events or whatever. But I'll tell you this, when I know about it ahead of time, one, one way I combat it is I get there early. Mm. Right. Because if I'm one of the first ones in the room, then I can catch people as they come in. It's less overwhelming. Yeah. But there's been a couple times and it happened to me recently. I went to a pretty large scale event and I was I was coming from another event. I walked in. There was, you know, dignitaries there and elected officials that I didn't know. And I think they were expecting somebody higher up than myself. But I had to go and, you know, start the conversation. But it's like, okay, where do I how do I battle the anxiety of choosing which group to go to how do i introduce myself so that's something that i face every day that's a good trick yeah well get there early early. yeah right (laughs) have you ever tried to get to an appointment early and someone who you're meeting beats you there well so i oh and i don't want to give too much uh of my of my uh of my gold out because there might be clients and you know stuff listening but it says something to me and it sets my meeting up for success when I get there before you. Yeah. And it, it just builds an added layer of confidence that I'm basically prepared. Even if it's an uncomfortable meeting that's about to happen, I'm comfortable knowing that I'm going to get there before you. It almost gives me a, a false mindset of like I'm already outworking you type thing. So I have a leg up. Got it. The It's funny when you say that when you don't know anyone, yep. that overwhelms you and you get uncomfortable in that situation. Sometimes for me. If I go in a situation, I don't know who anyone is. Mm-hmm. I'm much more light. I'm much more myself, much more smooth. Yep. When I know who I'm going to try to close or go to talk to or network with, sometimes you overthink things right. and you try to be too polished and mm-hmm. you don't let it flow. And they're giving you feedback on a question and yep. you're not reacting to their question. You're just imposing whatever you want to hit right. them over the head with. Yep. <laughs> no, that's, that's smart. And you also gave me a nice, nice little tip too. And I, I think I'm going to approachable guy to some, especially in my field. Um, as I continue in the professional world, I, I observe things all the time when I walk in rooms, but now I'm mindful of it. While I observe, I have to smile. Yeah. You know, just because it does make me a little bit more available to people. Yeah. And I remember you saying that on whichever episode. And it was just, you know, when you're a happy guy and you walk in and you're smiling, it, it's almost just a, a welcoming feeling to others. Yeah, there's the, uh, this TED Talk talked about the primal instincts we have and how yep. to uh, counteract them. Mm-hmm. It was like, make sure your hands are showing, make sure you're smiling, and not like a fake smile. If people catch you doing a fake smile, it even sets up bigger red flags. Um so that's that's the other thing why like laughing is always good. Like if you can insert a little joke into a situation, you can get people a little more at ease mm-hmm. because if they're laughing, then the threats are gone and all that good stuff. Yep. No, and, it, yeah. and it's it's being able to manage the balance though because like, yeah, you can't walk yeah. in the room and be a clown. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's my guy. A politician walks into a bar. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hilarious but you know so it's being able to always navigate through like and figuring out the the balance of you know and another word that you love that that i use now is the synergy piece love it you know and and i've always been mindful of doing things in in the workplace and we we spoke about that whole work-life balance and all that but more and more i'm i'm so focused on doing things that just add to a better life for both. Yes. You know what I mean? It's the intentionality of thinking through what lifestyle you want. Like 
To be, I know you hate to be honest. I, I brought habit. clarity to that. It's it's not about just the words. To be honest, if you were about to offend it, me, it's like it's, like the, it's fluff words. But when you're just in normal conversation, go ahead. So the probably up until I don't even know why I throw an age on it, but say up to mid twenties, up until really meeting my wife, mm-hmm. I wasn't very intentional in decisions. And then I think once I had a significant other, I thought about it a lot more and thought about what lifestyle I'd like, yep. what I want to do what I'm passionate about. I always would do well, but it was more just taking as things come and not uh, imposing my own will and decisions on it. And I still need to work on that, but that is something that I think helps you figure out for your uh, feeling uncomfortable when you're working towards a lifestyle and things you want, you're more comfortable being uncomfortable because you realize there's the gold at the end of the rainbow. Right. And you're okay walking through, you know, crap to get to there. And it's right. If it's building you towards your ultimate goal, then you can rationalize yourself like I have to do this and then you do it anyway. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. And and we should be clear because everything that you're uncomfortable doing in these scenarios should be things that you're passionate about. Exactly. We were having this conversation before. But so I'm very passionate about about my work. So just jumping back to that uncomfortable piece of walking in a room, I know now that even if I don't get there early by do by by um allowing myself the opportunity to get involved in more and more events through the action of actually going to these things, it becomes easier and easier through experience, right? And at first, you know, I used to tell my bosses like, look, man, you know, this is, this isn't that comfortable. And they used to kind of force me into it. And at first I I could always deflect it and we could send somebody else. It's not about that. But then once I owned it, I'm like, wait, I'm doing this for the bigger picture. What's the why? What's the purpose? And if that's not clear to you, then you're going to struggle with this whole topic, you know? So everything, and you can have different, um, we spoke about this before too. You can have different purposes, but your ultimate why should be inclusive of all of those. It's funny when you were talking about sending someone else. I had this visual of them being like, "Do we have anyone that looks like Dave? Send anyone in this place?" <laughs> yeah. at, uh, no, but it's um. So to your ahead. point, right? So I'm gonna jump in on what yeah. makes me uncomfortable. So go, are you going to work? This goes personal and work. Okay. This is both. Yeah, cool. So I think it comes back to the overwhelming part, the overwhelming aspect of things. You're overwhelmed by everyone that you don't know and figuring out how to tackle everything. Yep. Not tackle them, but tackle the situation. <laughs> tackle so, them. Tackle <laughs> just walk in a room and just tackle them? Uh, for me, too, it's when people throw events mm-hmm. and a bunch of appointments at me at once. Yep. There's certain days of the week, Mondays, Fridays, that everyone wants to set up appointments. Mm-hmm. And some days, uh, not to... I have to organize my personal life too, but those events also fall on Fridays. Yep. So some days it's all these events are coming into me and I'm very uncomfortable saying no to certain things, right? In I the, probably should. In the professional world. Both. Well, so I'm going, I'm going to throw you out here right now. Both. <laughs> I wish we could play the clip of you in a couple of episodes ago. Oh. Look at your face. You were like, I, I said, you know, I have... I used to have that problem of fear of missing out. You were yeah. like, not me. I could say no to anybody. I, but I'm uncomfortable saying no to oh, people. Oh, okay. So you're not uncomfortable the, saying I'm, that. I now. do it, right? Gotcha. But I'm uncomfortable doing gotcha. it because I feel bad. I but feel that's, like- that's progress there. Yeah. The fact that you, you know that you're uncomfortable, but you're still doing it because you have to. Well, I, we talked about going to the, to the office at 5 a.m. It's not sustainable for me. I yep. can't do that every day. I have to be able to go to the gym. I need balance. Yep. Um, there's some special circumstances at the moment where I have to grind this out because mm-hmm. of some things where I have to cover for people and um, I'm happy to do it, but I know it's not a sustainable model right. and ultimately in the long run, I'll burn out. 
Gotcha. So right now it's working, but I'm realizing that I have to be more efficient. I have to the my whole thing is dominating a certain area because mm-hmm. of the synergy of it and being able to be available for my family, you know, and friends and all that good stuff. But now I'm so opportunistic that the step and the phase from saying no to people and defer- referring them out is very difficult because you're grinding so hard and you're working so hard to get all these clients to turn them away is very counterintuitive. Yep. And it's so uncomfortable to say to someone like, listen, I appreciate you thinking of me. I am not able to make it happen because now I am uh, in a point in my career where I focus primarily in Greenwich. And obviously I deal yep. with family and other things, but new clients. Mm-hmm. So that's a really tough step. And yep. then once you get, but we talk about it, repetitions, the thing, mm-hmm. the more that that happens, the more I'll know what to say the more I'll know how to handle it better and send them to someone else. Realizing that you could still service someone and help them out, but not represent them is okay. I could still be involved in the process if I find someone out in the other line in another market that I trust, right? Family, you can't really outsource stuff. You could be more efficient about it, like you know, going to a family event. If you can't make that, do something else with that family member at a different time of the day so you can get it in. But it's so hard to say no to stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's so uncomfortable. So I, I just want to jump in here and say you just hit us with about two and a half minutes of straight gold. I like to ramble. No, you gave but me way it was too much gold. Coffee. If you did not lock into what Mike was just saying, go back, rewind about two and a half minutes, and re-listen to that whole piece. I'm telling you. And yeah. I'm not just trying to big you up, but I was really locked into you and what you were saying, and it makes so much sense. And there's so much progress already being made because you've now found through experience and through jumping in on how your transparency is it's okay. It's okay to be transparent. It's okay to let people know exactly what you were just saying. I'm like, look, this is how I can help you, but unfortunately right now at this point in my career, X, Y, and Z. Go back and listen to that piece. Golden Pirelli right there. Thank you. I appreciate it. And to elaborate on it, it's just, uh, it's it's phases, right? You get to a point where you're so overwhelmed, you have to think, how can I improve my processes, my my rules I have for myself so that I can continue to grow? I've been doing commercial this year, so that is a whole nother uh, drain on time Mm -hmm. and focus. And you ultimately want to do a good job in whatever avenue you're in. And the reality is you can't do a, a great job if you're pulled in so many directions in different areas. Right. And that's why that everything in my marketing is Mike Pirelli Greenwich Real Estate because long term, I, I've missed out, I'm sure, on a bunch of opportunities because I market primarily to that network. But in the long run, it'll all be worth it. The patience right. of it is, but very uncomfortable to say, you know, thanks for thinking of me. I'm going to give you someone else mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll facilitate, but I just can't at this time. But you also are very clear now on, on what you want. And it makes sense to me. Talk about the whole synergy piece. You know that you're from Greenwich. You know the area probably better than any other agent that's not from that area. You want to raise your, your family in Greenwich. So the bigger picture, that bigger why, is something that is now relatable to your, to your job as and well. And it steers your decisions. Right. Family too-wise. Yep. You, know, you try to build it of that course. way. It's fun. I hope I don't get kicked out of town for any reason. <laughs> All my work will be. <laughs> yeah. If I get kicked out, I'm going to go be like a hibachi chef. Somewhere. <laughs> you like said that last time too. Yeah. <laughs> the hibachi. I just see you throwing shrimp in your head. Yeah. I, I could see you locking in. We on were that. on a trip and I'm not going to say names, but one of my buddies threw a raw piece of chicken in oh. a, but you know, when they guessed, Gross. they go, oh, come on up. And yeah. you know, so he was doing it and you're supposed to like stick to the rice and the eggs and stuff. Yeah. He went over to the chicken because he was feeling himself and it was raw, chopped it up and he flipped it and threw it into some random person's mouth. And it was raw chicken. Was raw chicken. Oh my God. And we're all watching like, he's not going to do it. He threw it and, and he then, did it. We were like, oh, oh God. But anyway, that's um, side. 
Um, no, no, that's good. Say so, no to raw chicken. <laughs> yeah, and the chewy um, c- consistency of it, awful. It's the worst. Anyway, I want to give you one in my relationships in general, and just this is something. This is going to be a therapeutic piece. We, we okay. always talk about. I'll that prepare too. myself. We, we go back and forth, right? And if you want to be my therapist to help me out, you know, I'd appreciate it. I don't know if you can afford, but that. I'm very uncomfortable being able to show compassion while I'm frustrated or upset. Okay. You get what I'm saying? I do. And especially if it's in um, my relationship with my wife, mm. you know, I'm getting better at it and there's certain things that now I have to do to to make sure that I'm overcoming the uncomfortability. And what I do is I always try to change the perspective of it. Like, cause in my head I can say, wow, I just, I, I don't agree with anything that she's saying right now, but I change the perspective of what's going on in that moment. And I like, right now I look at her stomach. I look at her stomach. I'm serious. And it That's changes good. the perspective for I me. I don't mean to laugh. I just, <laughs> I didn't know where but you were because going there's, with that. No, but because there's a child on the way, even if I don't agree, I can tell her I don't agree, but I change the perspective immediately. And I, I know we went back to the habits episode and we spoke about gratitude utilizing gratitude as a way to beat those uncomfortable moments is big you know and it, and it helps me a lot but it, it's something that's not comfortable by any means because I always was one that you know bat, and I still do I disagree a lot I, I battle I want my opinion heard I want to be right on everything I'm stubborn and you know the, these are the just this alone. It's an uncomfortable conversation being able to admit this stuff. Yeah, you know, but it's it's a vulnerability and it's being able to to speak through it and realizing the progress that's being made. Do you get do you get uh, irritated or uncomfortable when people question you getting things done, like in your personal life? Give me an example. So I'm I'm kind of uh, I have a friend. It's me. And uh, <laughs> I know a uh, guy. Whenever someone questions me getting something done in my personal life, which there's a couple things I need to still get done, I get very defensive because I do the woe is me, like you have no idea how busy I am. You have no idea how much stuff I get done right. in a day, which is dumb to do because they don't care. And those are all excuses at the end of the day. Yeah, no one cares. The biggest thing you got to remember, like no one cares that you're everyone's busy. Yep. Even when we started this, I was like, overwhelmed and like i'm mm-hmm. so busy but but everyone's busy mm-hmm. so it's but that for me i still catch myself and i'm getting better but i take it as a personal attack and i lash out at people sometimes yep no i got you um but that's also that the you know you're you're always on the defense and i think just in general a lot of people are like that and i'm I'm the same way and it's it's being able to find the things that you know that you want to make time for. Like, yeah. again, if you're not passionate about all the things that you're busy for, what are you really doing them for? Yeah. Why be in an uncomfortable situation like that? Just say no to whatever it is. And my dog has been my biggest uh, reminder of this because mm-hmm. when he gets home, he does not matter. He does uh, not matter. <laughs> he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't care, care that I've had a long day, like, yep. which everyone says kids. and Yep. But he has no idea how crazy it's been. He wants to play. He right. wants to bite my my socks. Last night I hit the ground because he was pissing me off, and he got very scared and like went over hung with Dana. Felt bad. I felt terrible. Yeah. So I'm like getting previews of it. I'm yep. like, Oh god, I can't hit the ground to scare him anymore. Yep. So, but it's tough. It's very difficult. Yeah. Because no, they have no, no idea. I, They're I oblivious. And then when you get home, you're like, I just want to sit for like two minutes, and he immediately starts trying to hump my foot and like mm-hmm. goes nuts. And a big piece of this whole you know, being uncomfortable thing is, is getting started, right? Taking the actions, like we always say, 
But what really, and I'll refer it to the podcast now, but there later on we'll speak about a question that came in and I'll walk you through an entire process for people who are like, well, give me something from start to finish because I'm going to do that. Um, but I want to touch on this piece here and I know you got some good gold to go with it. But the whole concept of starting before you're ready, we weren't ready to do a podcast. No. We had absolutely nothing. There was no, every, and, and this is everybody. Nobody has money to do extra things outside of your life. Nobody has the resources to to tap into. Nobody has just an overwhelming amount of free time. So it, it's separating what you, you know, really, I guess, are, are set out to do versus what your, um, you know, what your real life is. So it's creating that whole purpose. And I believe that this is a, a purpose for us, you know, and especially me, I can't really speak for you guys, but I see myself as having to to do this you know that it's much bigger than than just us go ahead well not to make it more lighthearted but you do have a lot of people that work out with you now so you can't slack off because they're depending on you. but i would never i don't do it for them you know know, you know what i mean i don't and that's why i'm saying it's much bigger yeah because i don't do this for anybody else i do it for me but i see what just the the effect that i have on people and again, this is not an arrogance, but it, it's the truth, you know, and when we spoke about it, um, I, you and I were talking about it and we're, we're leaders just in general. So why not utilize this platform as something? But it's not like we were ready to jump onto this platform. I think you're very good too at uh, talking to people and communicating with people like in the DMs. And it's great that you handle a lot of it because I'm very uncomfortable about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I can go back and forth with you. But if compliments, I'm very yep. like, like, uh, all right, cool, mm-hmm. thanks, appreciate it. But like to the next thing, yep. I appreciate them, but I'm very uncomfortable with them for some right. reason. Yep. Just because I'm like, keep it moving. It's right. It's great. Awesome. Yep. No, you know? I, I mean, it's, it's big to engage and it's a, yeah. an acknowledgement of, you know, receiving a compliment or something like that, but then handling, your, handling yourself in a professional way. Yeah. But what exactly is being ready? You know, like that, that's, that's, almost, that's a myth. Yeah. You know, because you're never truly ready. You taking that action and moving in that direction, start small if it's a passion project that's ultimately going to turn into a business like this. Yeah. You know, but you have to get going and you have to utilize the the mindset shift. It, that's, the, that's the gold of this whole thing. You know, you can't um, get comfortable doing things if you're still stuck. If you've been doing something for so long and it's not working... Stop looking everywhere else for something to do and stop looking around at your friends and making excuses. Change your perspective and change your mindset. Yeah. And I think to your point, the the first step, I think following your gut's important, right? Like when I got my real estate license, I still had a job or I was getting my real estate license and I was working and they're just, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like I wanted to be there. They offered me a promotion. And I went in and that day, didn't plan on, I quit because I said, listen, I don't want to lead you guys on. I can't take the promotion. I'm going to pursue real estate. I didn't have my license yet. I was still taking classes. I don't recommend this, but sometimes it takes you uh, burning the boats to make sure that you survive and you get it done. Not say I didn't plan for it and have money saved, but I could have stayed there for another two years. Yep, and been comfortable. Easily. And I could have been a lot uh, farther back in the trajectory and all that stuff, but the mental preparing yourself to be ready or at least taking a first step gets you into that other path. And it's much easier to get off a path when you're going to something else. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have anything to jump into, I would never quit. Right. But at least I had the first step of getting a license, 
which I was excited about to carry me into the other arena. Right. And I was super uncomfortable starting out there, mm-hmm. but I was already there. Can't do anything. Right. You You're forced. To, so that's a technique too, is just diving right mm-hmm. in and forcing yourself. Whereas, you know, what we did, what, what I did for myself with this podcast was still maintain my whole lifestyle, but taking a passion that I had and just getting started with it, yeah. you know, and when you're, when you're not ready to do things, there's almost, there's no excuse. There's no expectations of like an outcome, but when you sit there and you try to prepare and you're like, okay, well in one month I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to be ready. Stop that. It's not happening. Especially if this is going to be a side business or like a side hustle for you, whatever it is, you, you just need to Jump right in. Do the first thing that you can think of that's going to put you on that path. Go. And you make a really good point, and you did this early on with us. You put it on the calendar. Yep. My whole thing is, and I say it to people, I'm like, if it's on the calendar, I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Because that's I don't like to reschedule stuff. I don't like to cancel things. Yep. It happens. But the majority of the time, if there's a networking event on my schedule and mm-hmm. I committed to it, I go. Yep. It's just the I hate being flaky, which yep. is the compliment to the other thing where, you know, if it makes it to the schedule... I got to be better about getting making sure that things make to the schedule our priorities. Yep. So this is almost harder too when you're doing it. You know, uh, for confidence reasons, I think it's easier to have multiple partners in something like this, like oh, we yeah. do. But it would it's almost easier to do it by yourself in terms of like time because we yeah. have to. And, and that's another tip for people: if you're going to go in with somebody or you know other individuals that you're bringing along with you on a journey, and this is a again a. Um, you know, a moneymaker for you, or if it's just a passion project, whatever it is, you better make sure that they understand your expectation, you know, and you better have the expectation by leading by examples. I mean, I'm sorry, set the expectation by leading by example. You know, one thing in this, in this um, place here for us, I know that Claudio is confident in his ability to to learn something new. Not that he was the best at this audiovisual piece. Yeah, he's a great photographer. He's always been a great photographer. But I don't think he knew exactly what he was doing with the audio. But I know his work ethic, and that's why I selected him. Yeah. When it comes to you, you and I have been together for so many years. There, there really wasn't anybody else that I can I can see that will match my my mental when it comes to that. Like when we, you go into something, you go in. If you don't have partners that aren't like that then you may need to reevaluate that because that's half the battle too. Yeah. And the last piece there is experience, and this plays right to Claudio, experience is not necessary. Confidence is mandatory. Mm, that's a good one too. Right? Think about that because you- You have to record your voice on these these mantras and then we'll <laughs> just have like an app and people can listen well, that, to you that, throughout the I day. Don't know, that, I don't think that's a, uh, I don't know if anyone has said that. I'm sure somebody has said that before, but like that's just as we're talking about this, yeah. like that's that's what it is. You, If you're going to go into something, you need to be confident about it. You don't have to have the experience, but be confident and change the perspective on like, wow, you know what? I can learn that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that I've done X, Y, Z in my life and that's worked out for me. So I'm going to apply those skills, make it applicable to the new journey that I'm on and take that confidence and learn something new. Yeah. I think another big point is that we constantly have discussions, not only picking the right team, but having discussions on how do we get better? How do we make it more efficient? You know, what what's the hardest part about this for you? What's the hardest part for me, you? Mm-hmm. And we constantly try to reiterate and change and um it's it's important to keep doing that because then you don't feel stagnant. Right. And we created a brand that we can be excited about when it's physical. You have a logo. You have clothing. It's a little Lifestyle. more of a more excitement type. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important to get to that point yes. and change things up and keep things fresh. You're a beast. You just brought me to the next piece. 
So no, no. But really, what you just said Come sets on. me up for the whole quality and then uh, quality and then the quantity. So we started out right, and we were still trying to figure out our niche. Once we then figured that out. And we had 400 people that were, you know, listening to the podcast, right? Before it was where the numbers are now. The fire stage. or Yeah, the, the fire fest stage, exactly. It was stage. then at that point we had to reevaluate and sit back and say, okay, what are we going to focus on? Are we going to try out, are we going to, try to go get as many followers as possible or are we going to make sure that the you know 100 200 300 400 people that we have are going to latch on so we decided to put out quality content to people now we're at the point that okay you know what we're solidified in terms of our message we're solidified in terms of the lifestyle that we want to live now we can bring on Lauren and we can dive into different marketing opportunities whereas before it was just too early yeah. you know and that's the whole process piece understanding the uncomfortable phase because it's not comfortable even still to this day you put up i put up a post the other day got like 60 likes yeah. after after a post that got 700 and something views on it yeah you know so that's not a comfortable phase but when i text you and i'm like damn this post is terrible <laughs> your response was look you put it out don't stress it and we see what sticks. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that that's a big piece right there. Go and ahead. that's taken me a long time because I've been doing the public stuff for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I've done it in all types of businesses and I've gotten all types of feedback yep. and have had all types of flops. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I've put things out and had like two likes, two views, and you just can't like good and bad, you just kind of roll with it. Yep. You know. It's fun to get hyped on it and look <clears throat> and check, but it doesn't matter. And so th that's a good piece right there. But also I mean, we enjoy it. Thank yes. you. But yeah, no, 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 I got I ultimately got it shouldn't change your action. That's what right. I'm saying. Yes. No, no. Un understood. Stop the comparison too, because that will always make you uncomfortable. Well, you can't see too. Are you saying for other people? No, just for. Uh, yeah, just for just for other people, because if we were to sit back and we were to compare like, oh, man, this person, like, I know people who it's have hard successful though, right? podcasts. Because you're competitive, too. Of course. It's so hard. But you have you to. You see people, you're like, what, how do they have more? Exactly. But although you can do that in your head, yeah. that hinders your performance. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? And it, it's, again, all about the perspective. And Inky Johnson, I don't know if you know who he is. He's a motivational speaker. Okay. And he had gotten injured. He was, he was uh, NFL bound. But he drops. It's a short line, but it's gold. Perspective drives performance right so if my perspective on things is okay well i'm always going to compare myself to people that's going to hinder my performance because i'm not going to be able to ever elevate to a level that i want because i'm always comparing myself mm. i believe that there's room for every single person out there we truly the three of us we want not only us to win we want everybody to win you want to start a podcast go start a podcast there's a million other ones you'll still be able to find look at us 25 people 50 people up to you know 4200 streams right now and i don't think it's anywhere to where we're obviously going but if you change your perspective on the piece and you stop comparing yourself and having certain outcomes and just dive right in that eliminates the uncomfortability and you become comfortable being uncomfortable. And a way to do that is keep yourself busy with your own stuff. Yes. Because if you're so busy with your own stuff, you don't have time to slow down and look at other people's stuff. Yep. That's just a reality of things. For sure. So, I, you know, I, I know we're not too far into the episode, but this question here in this Questy piece, there were a bunch of questions that came in. So thank you guys and continue to send those in. When we put up posts and we ask for questions, that drives our conversation even more. Pretty good chance your question will get picked. 
Yeah, well, now, I mean, there's 10 plus coming in. Yeah, but still, that's, I mean, we pretty can't good. Ex- yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's great. And, and I also utilize old ones if they still apply to the new, new episode. Yeah. But Kristen jumped in, and it says, tell us about a time when you went from uncomfortable to comfortable. The entire cycle. Time spent in the uncomfortable phase will vary based on what the situation is, but talk about how you remember it. What you did to continue to stay calm and focused in this uncomfortable place. How you pushed yourself to get out of it by putting the work in to get you where you wanted to be. And when you had the realization, while still in the uncomfortable phase, that progress was being made and that you'd get to where you want to be. All right? So I'm going to basically talk about my my body right i i <laughs> i was waiting all episode for this <laughs> so people don't realize it now because you see that i look a certain way tune into youtube for this <laughs> one, no no but you and gentlemen you see that i look this way now what a lot of people don't know and if you haven't listened to previous episodes i was very skinny due to a health condition which i still have crohn's disease back when i was 15 years old so i had my 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 confidence level was shot, right? And, and through, through the whole um, phase of being diagnosed, I went down to 153 pounds. I'm 220 plus right now. So you can already visually, you know, understand what that was like. And I always basically called myself, you know, ramen noodles because I had like these ramen noodle arms or whatever. I forgot that. Mike liked it because it, it has a pasta reference it's a there. It's hilarious visual. Too. Right? No, it is. But that was the most uncomfortable stage in my life. And if I'm going to come on this podcast and, and try to, you know, tell a story and be vulnerable about it, vulnerable about it, this is the, this is the piece. So the entire cycle of that was sitting back and seeing myself like how, how one, am I so skinny and two, I have a whole, I have a passion for fitness. So I sat back and I'm like, oh my God, there's no way I can apply my passion to my own lifestyle because I, one, I can't keep anything down in terms of, you know, what I'm eating. Uh, th- this, this disease is something that is so uncomfortable because it has a lot to do with either throwing up or going to the bathroom constantly. People laugh at this. I, no joke, had to carry toilet paper in my backpack through high school. Like that's not that's not comfortable. Do you ever get in trouble if someone be like, "Are you gonna TP the classroom?" <laughs> yeah, right. like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Like on Halloween, it's yeah. just like, "Yo, why do you have toilet paper in your backpack, bro?" You were like, "This is real nice. Yeah. I wouldn't be throwing this out." But you like you almost have to make jokes about it yeah. because it is so uncomfortable and and it's sad to think about. Like there was no there was no confidence booster for me, and it, it went right against my whole passion for sports too. Like how can I perform at a high level? If I can't put on any muscle. So I had the first step in that cycle for me was to figure out obviously what the condition was and then start to research. So I turned my passion for fitness into becoming like an expert for what would work for me. I had to research the foods and forget about like the exercise piece. Then once I got the medication that I needed that worked, they had me on 18 pills of prednisone a day if at 16 years old. If anybody knows what prednisone does to you, it's it's horrible. It blows your face up. Um, you know, you can't, you retain a lot of water in areas that you don't want to and you can't basically live a, a lifestyle that's that's normal at that time, especially when you're in high school, right? So it's, it's taking the, the passion, redirecting the passion to try to get me through phase one. Okay, phase one, now I understand the condition that I have. I understand the medication that I need to be on. I was lucky enough to find medication that I'm still on today. After that, now I go through a process of about a year fig, you know, going through figuring out what works for me in terms of my diet. 
right? Learning what carbohydrates works for me, learning what fats, what proteins sit in my stomach because it's not the typical stomach that you have. You have a, a gut like no other. I have a goat gut, I goat would say. Gut. I can right. eat whatever. Yeah, no, and that's good. And and, and you you need to appreciate that. And I do coming eat from, for Coming from like my lens yes. back then. Yeah. <clears throat> so then after that phase, now it was like, okay, I've been able to establish a regimen now. Now I can get back into the working out phase. I had an ultimate visual of where I wanted to be. And I knew just that I wanted to be 200 pounds. But when you're 153 pounds, that's a long way away. And I knew I wanted to gain it in muscle. Mm. So I would try different supplements. I would supplement with anything that you could think of. If it was on the market, I'm trying it. New proteins, new pre-workouts. I wish we were there for that phase. That would have been an unbelievable cre- podcast. Cre- right. What are you on this week? I, I just mixed three. Right. But yeah, I was doing that. And yeah. then I'm like, you know, I couldn't eat, eat meat, but I was trying to pound protein in terms of steak and chicken. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, it, it just didn't work. You know, so it, it was understanding that whole process. But then once you start making the, the little efforts, because I could have sat in my bed and been depressed for the rest of my life. And I know a lot of people do that, especially when it comes to Crohn's disease. And especially females, too. It's a very uncomfortable thing. You don't want to talk to, you know, your significant other or even get in a relationship with somebody because your stomach is always, you know, rumbling. And that's an yeah. uncomfortable conversation. Hey, I'm in the bathroom. Like, it's just not a, a comfortable piece. And I know I'm going on a little, no, uh, no, I... a little rant here, but I'm trying to, to speak through the whole cycle. So then once I established myself and I changed my mindset like I was telling you about, and then turned it to something that like, okay, step by step by step, I'm basically knocking these things off. Then I get to the place to where, okay, yeah, I'm still skinny right now, but I'm healthy enough to jump into, you know, working out. But this is already over a year's time. So it was digesting that and just making sure, look, it's progress, it's progress, it's progress. And it got to the point that I would celebrate, we talk about celebrating the small wins. Like, wow, I only had to go to the bathroom seven times today. Like I used to keep a chart. I had, Holy. I had to keep a chart and there was times I was going 16 times a day. That's insane. Throwing up five times. They, they, it was just the most uncomfortable thing in the world. And, you know, it was a very dark time in my life. But that was the first time if I think back on it and you get a question like Kristen was talking about speaking, I mean, getting through the whole cycle. It's changing your perspective is what it is. And it's creating and establishing a mindset like, you know what? Yeah, I'm 15, 18 years old right now, but I have the rest of my life to live. Mm. So I need to make the decision to get better right now. And I need to do the little things like I'm talking about to ultimately get to um, have me come out at that 200 pounds. Yeah. So now I'm a couple of years in. I'm training. I'm training. I'm training. Things are, are looking up in terms of, of health, and I'm in full remission now at this point, and I'm still in remission today, thank God, knock on wood. The assistant commission in remission. <laughs> the, the, well, it's commissioner. Yeah, but the remission. trying to rhyme. I got you, I got you. Thanks, so, David. <laughs> Mike's always dropping dimes on me right there. Yeah, so now I'm, in, now I'm in full remission. Yes, I'm in, I'm in full remission, and it's basically understanding that, you know what, any progress is progress to where I want to go. So I would stop focusing on the whole 200 pound thing. And it's, this could be repetitive to people, but it, it makes sense. Change the perspective, change the mindset. Why am I looking at 50 pounds to gain if I can just focus on gaining two pounds this month? Mm. Right. And I did that consistently over and over and over. And that created basically an obsession. And I know it's not great to be obsessed with things, but I almost go against that because I think it is. And especially when you're utilizing it and you're creating that obsession as a ultimate drive. I'm driven now to stay healthy because I know what it's like not being healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm driven in this journey of no snooze because I know what it's like to go through adversity. To be snoozing. Right. 
to be snoozing on life. And it's about not snoozing on life because I've seen the, the others. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's taking you through that, that whole cycle, which ultimately let me go to college, play basketball, have different opportunities. And now I'm you know, coming full circle, but now it's about never losing that mindset. So once my perspective switched, again, Inky Johnson, perspective drives the performance. Once I changed that, everything else in my life changed. Yeah, and I think you have so much momentum now and you've been through so much as far as that journey that it translates to everything else. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. So mine is a little less intense as far as uh, the body. But what, in terms of what, m uncomfortable? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So my most uncomfortable, to answer Kristen's uh, short, I'll do a short version. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> getting into real, I know I harp on real estate, but it's a big piece of my life, so I'll talk about it. Yep. So getting in originally, you're put in this position where you're learning everything basically for the first time. It's all drinking through a fire hose. You can read books all you want, but once you get out in the field and you're in front of clients, it all gets real. Yep. So you are very uncomfortable because you don't know all the answers. These listings are changing constantly. Everything's a moving target. People are moving targets. It's the only thing I can equate it to is like if you go into a, a dog park mm -hmm. and there's 40 dogs and they're all running and faster than you. Yep. And you're trying to catch four of them at the same time. Yeah. You don't even know where to go. You don't know where to go first. Good you visual. Don't know who to grab. Good job there. Right. Yeah. So doing that originally, I didn't have many clients myself. I would go cover for other agents, which is even more uncomfortable because mm -hmm. you're representing someone else. And they might be like, well, you're not this guy. You're young. So I was yeah. 24 at the time. Yep. You're very young. You, I wore a suit. That was a part of getting to mm -hmm. look a little more. Uh, they ask you questions that you're there. You're the one who's going to answer all these questions. So what I needed to do was just keep going to the appointments, keep doing the reps, keep getting comfortable knowing how to not deflect, but tell you, oh, I don't know that answer, but I'll follow up with my my uh, you know who I'm covering for, and I'll get back. I'll make sure they get back to you. Um, having the listing sheets and running a quick, it's called a CMA, but basically all the stats of the the houses on the street, so that yes, I'm comfortable in the moment, but then when you ask me a question, I'm like, oh, you know, I actually pulled some uh, recent sales. Let me check, which impresses yep. them. So yep. there was things that I knew I couldn't learn everything quick enough to match and be super confident off the bat so just knowing a process that put me in the best position to at least give some value was good enough for me to create the momentum then you close the deal then you close two deals then you get a good response from a client of someone you're helping then they say oh I'm, you know i'm impressed that you know that number you you just you do so many reps so fast that that uncomfortable part becomes kind of the norm and you move on to the next situation that makes you uncomfortable and you are driving your clients around yourself. Mm -hmm. You're closing a, a sale versus a condo. You're closing a double sale versus one sale. You're closing a commercial deal while doing a residential. You're doing a lease while closing a multi. Like there's all these scenarios. There's never the same deal twice. Some stuff could look very similar, and that's the nice thing about being in and now is there's deals where I've done them. I know how to navigate them. Yes, all the personalities are different, but the steps are the same. But then you get thrown something that my boss was like, I've never seen a deal like this. I'd, I've never dealt with it, mm -hmm. and you're on your own to go figure it out. But being confident that you've, you've had situations where you didn't know and you've closed them and you figured them out let you be confident and comfortable in super uncomfortable situations where everyone's freaking out and the, the, the ship's sinking and you're the captain and they're like, how are we going to figure this out? 
and they're like, give me 10 minutes. I'll find some patches. We'll get to shore. It's, it's a very different type of mindset mm-hmm. that initially is very stressful yep. to answer Kristen's. And you're going to run into this because she's doing real estate now. Mm-hmm. Super stressful. You start to manage the stress. The previous stress is less stressful, but then there's new stresses that right. come in and new situations. And it's just, like you said, progress, uh, getting the experience, and then using those experience to build the confidence to deal with new challenges. So it's constant cycle. And confidence is mandatory. mandatory. I know I said it before, but it is mandatory. You know, and find it from wherever. And also there's a realization piece too. Whatever field you're in, realize that that person, that guy or that woman that you're looking up to right now might be five years in, might be two years in, might be one year in, might be 35 years in. Realize that they've been in for whatever amount of time longer than you. So we're always constantly looking up to people. We're looking at people with a million followers. Well, they must have started somewhere too. Yeah. So it's realizing, taking yourself all the way back to step one and understanding that realization piece. Yeah. And you're going to have mistakes. I actually dropped a key in a deck that didn't have access to the deck. So my phone, I was coming from an appointment. My phone died. Oh, God. Which, well, first it was, it was on. It was on it's like 1%. You need your phone to get access to the key. I was able to get access to the key just in time. Phone dies, drop the key through the slot in the deck. So that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my career where I, like, I was like, I, I got it with a hook that I ripped off a fence and it took 45 minutes to fish out a key. But I'm like, how do I prevent this in the future? I, always ha- I have to have a charger and a backup charger. I have to, when I open the key, put everything else down so I make sure I don't drop the key. Certain things. I got you. Um, again, Pirelli Gold. You like that? And, no, I do. So we got another question that came in, and there was, there was a couple, and I know we're running tight on time here, but any tips on calming your nerves when in an uncomfortable situation? Oh, this is a good one. Do you want to start? Into it? Yeah, why not? So, and then I'll, I'll, I'll do a shorter piece. I, I, so a lot of times on this podcast, I'll just reference things. Don't know where I heard it or what, but I think it's true. Michael Jordan always chews gum. One of the reasons he chews, chewed gum was because you have an instinct in your head that if you're chewing, you're less, uh, you're less up for predators, you're eating, you're comfortable, so you should be more relaxed. Uh, body language, leaning while you're on the phone with people, obviously not in front of them, but if mm-hmm. you're in your office, lean back, get a very dominant approach or stand if you enjoy standing and pacing. That can build confidence. Um, the wearing... Um, the stress level, the stand-up comedian stuff, have a good laugh quick, mm-hmm. reset, just laugh, you know, look at a picture of your wife, your unborn baby, whatever it is, certain tricks that when you're in the hell of all this stuff coming at you, you can kind of recalibrate and say, all right, what do I knock out first? Yep. What do I do? Beautiful. And I agree with every single thing that you just said. That was a quick fire. What, me? No, that was a quick fire one. Oh, was- yeah. No, no, it was good. But so I'll latch on to one thing that you just said. And in terms of how do you calm nerves? For me, I get nervous in like, now I, I, I actually look forward to these scenarios in terms of like an interview process or, you know, and this, this could be an interview for a job opportunity. This could be an interview for, you know, you doing a story for, for the news, for a program, whatever it is. But basically taking a second, and it's almost a deflection, but it's asking a question to whoever you're, you're talking to. Because once you basically... You, you step into a situation where, where you're really nervous. I know that if I can get you to be more comfortable with me, then I'm going to be more comfortable too. Yeah. So it's the scenarios that you're, you're really nervous, 
calming those nerves by using a strategy to deflect it in a way that you're still contributing and bringing value to a conversation. If it's something that you're doing that you're nervous about in in your business and you're just nervous because you don't know the outcome, it's being able, again, going back to a mindset of mentally removing an expectation. There should be no expectation off of something that doesn't exist. And that is super relatable to the No Snooze podcast. Did not exist in any way, shape, or form. I was nervous to start it. I was nervous to text people and say, hey, man, can you, you, know, can you, can you follow my page? But it's, it's being, being available and understanding that, you know what? I'm doing this for the bigger reason. Right, so that that's yeah. a little piece on it there too. No, I like that. Uh, this one came in from Ben. Why is it that I know opportunity is in front of me in terms of my profession, but for some reason I don't put the extra work in to elevate myself? Uh, so I think that a lot of times when you're not working towards something, it's because there's a lack of, and I don't know anything about what you do, Ben, or what situation you're in, but I'm just thinking. You know, on the broad scale, I think there's a lack of passion of some sort or patience, either or comfortability, or that, right? Like you're very comfortable in that scenario. So whatever yeah. it is, you yeah. could be comfortable. And again, I don't know. I'm just I, yeah, saying. I, I honestly don't know. I just know that, like, if you're in something and you don't enjoy it, I know it's easier said than done. But you don't enjoy it, recalibrate and do something you enjoy because ultimately you'll work harder at that. And ultimately, if you're working harder, you'll probably work better and learn more and excel. So that's my whole thing. And People are going to be like, oh, I, you know, no. find your passion, which no. is fine. Well, I'm fine, fortunate. But I feel very fortunate. I found something I love, I mm-hmm. get excited about, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something when you're in it, you want other people to do it because you realize how much fun you're having. Yep. Yes, I get stressed. I want to rip out my hair. I have crazy days, days that suck. But ultimately, more, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm excited every morning to get up. And that's a great thing to have versus you know waking up and saying i don't want to go to work i don't want to mm-hmm. do this i don't want to do that so my take on this was that love you ben there is opportunity in terms of maybe a promotion to elevate but the question was why you know why don't i put the extra work in and i think what you're saying is is spot on but there's also a besides the passion piece there's also a piece that he must be comfortable in this current situation. He must be able to pay his bills. He must be able to provide for his kids if he's got kids. He must be able to to navigate through life in a way that it's not affecting him because if it was just money and he knew that there was more money available, of course he's going to go do it. I would break it down though. And I I would say commit yourself to whether it's a week, a payroll or a month. Select one thing that you think that you can do more, right? So I, I it, whatever industry you're in. And I, I know Ben is really good with, with his hands, right? So if it was an extra project that he could work on, um, if it was an extra, I mean, if it was an extra time, extra time frame that he can put in, and if he was going to commit to showing up to work 30 minutes early, handling things that he would handle in his first 30 minutes of work, handle it pre uh, b- before the shift and do that for a consistent amount of time, whatever you come up with, see what the result is and see what confidence, because I believe when you take those small actions, like we talk about, that's when the confidence begins to stack. I think that he's not confident because he's so comfortable right now. So it's finding a confidence by doing a little something every single day for a short amount of time 
to then get you to that next step. Maybe he needs more clear timeline from his employment too. Maybe there's a guy, Ramit Sethi, who talks about getting raises and all yep. that stuff. I think I will teach you to be rich is his uh, book, but he talks about if you go and you talk to your, your employer and say, you know, how can I help you? All right. If I help you and I achieve X, will I get a, you know, would that, would that, uh, put me in consideration for a raise of why. Great point. And then you have a clear goal. Open and, the communication. Yeah. That again. Damn. Well, stuff. I didn't do it. I'm no, just no, no, regurgitating but, all the stuff good, I listened no. to. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 they really, they, there's not many things in, in this um, field right now that you haven't heard before because yeah. it all seems repetitive. But when you make it very specific to things like that, that latches on. Like that just caught for me. And right? that doesn't apply to me. Like I no, can't I go you. to someone and ask for a raise. Like I'm just, I got to go out and close it's stuff. Proven. So it's a weird, right. yeah. Yep. So it's easier from standing outside of it to say stuff that I'm saying. Yep. And Eddie, our boy, this um, this guy, we, we referenced him last time on, on a podcast. We shouted out his Instagram name. This guy is from South Florida. I don't know how he really found us. It was a mutual like follower or whatever. But he's been he's been tuning in and he's relatable because it's he, he's relatable to us. He's, he's 31. He's got a, um, a, a fiance and they're going through their own like journey together. But so he jumped in and he said tips on getting over that lazy voice in your head that just five more minutes mom voice. The Claudio's like, oh, I like that <laughs> mom voice. Oh, like sleeping in. Yeah, well, oh, uh. <laughs> just in general, the mom voice, like that's yeah. in your head, I guess. You know. Yeah. Um. So tips on getting over that lazy voice, and I think it's again, but it's forcing yourself to do it for one day, right? Because anybody can do anything for one day. So when that voice pops up. On whatever day, if it's going to be, and I don't like the whole, I'm going to start Monday. I'm going to start to start right now. Because again, if you say that you like that, then that goes against everything that we said in starting before you're ready. I do it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, of course. We all do. I punt like I punted this week. I was like, I'm eating terrible. I'll I'm start Monday. Be, I'm I'm gonna, start gonna, after. I'm going to try, but I'm going to be a little looser this week. Right. But the day that this comes out, yeah. the next day should be when you just force yourself. I just heard cracking in the, yeah, in Jesus the bar. Christ. Wow, Mike. That the day that this comes out and you hear this for, for the first time, challenge yourself and force yourself into doing it. Because if there was an emergency situation, and I know Claudio and Mike, they always make fun of me here. Sometimes yeah. mentally, I have to brain hack myself. Yeah. And I have to put myself in a scenario that doesn't even exist. Yeah. And I know we spoke about the supermarket thing before. I don't think we've aired that on a podcast. But sometimes if I'm in an extreme rush, I act like that supermarket is about to blow up in 30 minutes. I set my alarm for 30 minutes and I am racing through the aisles. But I force myself into that. So sometimes you have to be willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable space. And it, that works for me. You know, it's, it's, it's a mental brain hack that I've been able to apply to every single aspect of my life. If you're in a grocery store and you see Dave get in his way, make sure he's in that place. 30 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the truth, but it's only sometimes yeah. though. It's situational. But you made a very good point. You said it works for you, right? So just keep trying to figure out what works for you. Like that wouldn't work for me necessarily. But if I know that something after it, I need to get to, and yep. I need to get it. If I have another commitment after that or something that I need to be done by, it works for me. Right. Certain it, things. And it's also changing it. Stop trying to change that mom voice in your head permanently. Change it for one day. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it sounds like it's a typical like, oh, yeah, that's a it's an easy answer. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it for one day 
And then when you do it for one day, write it down. Give yourself some some credit for doing it. Yeah. Now do it for the second, do it for the third, do it for the fourth. There's no magic in here that you're going to just listen to something, you're going to read a book, or you're just going to uh, come across a life-changing experience through you know motivation yeah it doesn't work that way you got to go through things in your own life and if you're in an in a comfortable place right now do the uncomfortable things on james's episode i know we spoke about it put challenges in front of yourself and that applies to everything in life whether it's just waking up whether it's going for the walk that you don't want to do whether it's doing a new project at, at your job whether it's in your relationship whether you haven't dated anybody in three years you have to do the uncomfortable things. Yeah. You having that microphone on your face like that, I can't take you seriously. I, I lean I on it when he talks. What is it, that? What is that? I was afraid last or a couple episodes ago I wasn't uh, on the microphone the whole time. So I'm I making sure I'm blatantly chewing on the microphone. Good stuff. So we, we just preached our cheeks off right here. Yeah, seriously. Um, so th- the this church will, of snooze. <laughs> yeah. This uh, th- this has been a dope epi, man. I, I, I really like this, this stuff. It, it hits home for me. I love when people ask questions that spark... Uh, personal stories because you know stories are what it's about you know and finding your own story through through a journey and and all that stuff so it's so applicable to to everything and looking backwards some great advice i heard i don't know if joe rogan said this someone important said it they said if you were starring in your own movie how would you want it to look Beautiful. Think about, but your that's life perspective, that way. right? It's, cool. it, it, it's perspective. It's cool yeah, that's dope. So this will bring us into Dave's dime of the week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. Great things never come from comfort zones. If you want great results, it may require great discomfort before you can achieve great success. Ooh, that was smooth. I'm gonna have to <laughs> nail mine this time. <laughs> so my favorite segment, Miguel's mantras. Are we going Miguel or Miguelito? Like, what you... I go back and forth. All Last right. week I felt little. Now I had a couple what slices. Kind of, of I need a sound effect for you though. Uh, I, with the Miguelito, Miguela, I like Ella, Ella, Miguela, Ella. Oh God! All right. No. So you're just gonna make it cut? I was ready to go. I was ready to pull out the mantra. No, no, this is perfect. We're good. Okay, rock out. So Miguelito's mantras. Switch it up for you again. Keep them guessing. <laughs> Is uh, jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down. Beautiful. That Firm believer right in, in forget reading books. Go make a book. Right. Ooh, beautiful. Final segment here. Heat on the feet. I got and fired. If you haven't noticed, we actually have a new visual right now. So yeah. this is pretty cool. This contraption that CV's bringing over here. Uh, so let's go stretch it out kid i gotta get some more socks by the way i have tons of holes in them don't tell me you're repeating already though is this uh talk you saw takasaurus oh my god did you see these already yes you just did that like two epis ago i have a limited amount of black that was the wives episode but we're still gonna put it up so mike mike listen he clearly let everyone down (laughs) yeah you really just let us down maybe someone didn't see that so look maybe this is repeat send me some socks on the feet yeah so can we send my boy some socks he clearly needs some new sock game because he's already repeating so that was repeat heat on the feet repeat the feet all right until next time stop snoozing get up and get after it my man that's another epi in the books go follow us on instagram and facebook at no snooze podcast subscribe to our youtube channel no snooze come on come on If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com 
or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.